Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh, oh the, the Horror. horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can go to our website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com, to see our entire back catalog connect to your favorite social media which in this case is just Facebook and Instagram. Yep. No Twitter, folks. Nope. Never have. Is our email working this time? It is. All yeah. right, cool. We've been getting emails. Everything's okay. been going good. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Getting feedback. We'd uh first and foremost like to say a giant welcome to the new um people that are listening through if you hear that squeaker that's our creative director dean winchester he's got some insights for you all and i hope you appreciate them yes well he didn't bring it into the studio (laughs) so that's good yeah yeah but uh yes creative director dean winchester yes our bernie's mountain dog yes he's gonna be what four in december yes yeah four years old December 12th. And if you're curious as to how cute Dean Winchester looks, his picture and bio is on the website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com. It sure is. You got to sift past Jen and I to get to him. Yes. Because we figured if it was just him up there and then us, we we wouldn't get any reads at all. I mean, do we need reads? No. I think he should be elevated to a uh, higher position. I unfortunately couldn't do it because... Yeah. I own the account, and therefore I'm first. So, stupid. Whatever. Yeah, right, Dino? Yeah, Dean's, Dean's favorite word. So, I will ask this loaded question. <laughs> what have you been up to, Jen? I've had a week. You've had a few days, basically. Well, All this turned I mean, around. between uh, work, which is just crazy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and... My uncle was visiting Which from was nice. California, and that was great. Shout out to Wayne. Hey, Wayne. And then I was in this. So let's preface it. You, your sister. My sister invited me. She was part. She was one of the vendors in a multi-vendor show. And she does Color Street, right? Yeah. And it's a. It was a bunch of uh, different MLMs, mm-hmm. and a lot of them I'd heard of before, like. Color Street, Pampered Chef, mm-hmm. Sensi, Paparazzi, yeah. Pure Romance. And then there were like two or three that I had never heard of. And one of them was Black Oxygen Organics. So what's Black Oxygen Organics? Well, they call it Boo. Okay, what's that? Dirt. It's dirt from a bog that people are... But what do they, what do they sell it as? Uh, fulvic acid. Yeah. Yeah. Which is supposed to be... What's it supposed to do? Frank, it cures everything. Do you eat it? You eat it. You bathe in it. Mm. You mask with it. You put it in your coffee. You put it in your shampoo. Can I make a batch with it? And You could do whatever you freaking wanted with yeah. this. Yeah. So the girl that was promoting it... Mm-hmm. 
you know, put this shout out in this group party. Hey, are you suffering from any of the following? And Is it's like it fatigue, like? low energy, mm-hmm. weight gain. Just All a- the things that everybody deals with on a daily basis. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, uh, does your the, arm and itch? And then they're like, well, you know, now that you bring it up, it let does. Let me tell you what some of the symptoms of parasite infestation are. Ooh. So I don't know if you know this, but according to them, everyone has parasites. Mm. Side note, that's really not a first world problem. No. And last time I checked, we were in a first world. All right, let's get to the point. So the point is I started digging Mm-hmm. on this stuff because that's I was what like, we do for a what, living yeah what what is this all about mm-hmm. and the more i dug the worse it got do tell <laughs> so the only chemical analysis that they have for this shows that part of it contains potassium hydroxide which happens to be like an industrial waste product it's a byproduct Mm. A lot of people try and call it like toxic waste. Where's it's this based technically out of? not. It's out of Canada. Yeah. It's a it's a bog in between the Castleman and Moose Creek area. Mm. And located like here the bog is here. Yeah. And then which they can't kitty see. corner. Correct. Mm-hmm. I know in a in a podcast hold, of visual. Hold your hands in front of you like a <laughs> circle. Because that's in what front Jen's of you, doing like a right circle. now. And then go like at three o'clock is where this industrial waste mm-hmm. management facility is. So it's right next to it. This facility, PS and by the way, also owns the bog. This dude only had mm. excavation rights up until 2012. Gotcha. So all these people are saying, oh my gosh, look at all of these parasites that came out of me. And they're showing these pictures of like their their bath. Yeah. And it's literally just like dust. It's like pet it's, hair. It's like dirt. It's dander. And then they're, they're taking their foot soak and then they're pouring it in their plants and they're like, oh my gosh, look at how amazing my plants are. It's dirt and water. Guess what plants love? Coupled with some foot fungus. Dirt and water. Yeah. Some so, athlete's feet. Maybe we got a new uh, thing here. I don't know. So, so all I'm right, in you this did your, group. You did your digging. And You're I in the did group. my digging mm-hmm. and then... My sister shared, because she was like, I had to pick your brain. Mm-hmm. So I just kept telling her everything I, I found, and she's laughing hysterically at it. And then she goes, and, I, and one of my comments was, it's just a matter of time before there's like a class action lawsuit against this company. Mm-hmm. And the very next day, she goes, that escalated quickly. And it was a recall mm-hmm. from Health Canada, which is the governing body that they keep touting is what gave them the okay. And that's why this stuff is so amazing because health Canada's, you know, controls are so amazing that they have to meet. Sure thing. eh? Yeah. They are recalling the dirt Mm. and the tablets. So they have three products, the dirt, the tablets, and the coffee, everything, but the coffee has been recalled. It's a matter of time. And they're telling people the reason for the recall is, one, the percentage of the fulvic acid the stuff is supposed to contain hasn't been tested. Mm -hmm. 
and there's no like they don't know if it's safe for one consumption and yeah. they're saying this should not be given to adolescents, children, uh pregnant women, nursing women, people. I mean, just people in general. Essentially. Yeah. So I'm in this group and I posted the link you and shared your newfound knowledge. And I said, huh? um, why isn't anybody talking so about did this you, recall? Did you direct message the sales rep or did you just put it on the group? I tried to post the article on the group. Oh, that's a bold move. And that's a any, bold move, Cotton. And anytime you post in this group, well, first off, in order to even enter this group, which is called the Dirt on Boo, yeah. you have to give them the name of the person that referred you to the group. It's Fight Club. Essentially. Yeah. And as I was digging into it, they were like, hey, just so you know, if you question or you ask a question and they think it's like a negative question, they'll delete your comment. Well, it's a safe space for dirt followers. Correct. Mm -hmm. And if you consistently, or if your question is horrible enough, they kick you out of the group. Yeah. So I posted the article yeah. with the link and said, why is no one talking about this? And you soon found out why, didn't you? And then this morning... I was not only kicked out of the group, but like they banned me. I can't even search for it You're anymore. <laughs> I'm like, God. That's why no one's talking about it, Jen. <laughs> Because you're in the scrap heap with all the others out in purgatory. Yeah. So, yeah. Wah, wah. hey, it was a group of like 17,000 people. And these are the people I think that need to know hey, this dirt you're drinking. Has been recalled. Oh, and just just for the record, the way that this guy collects this, all he does to quote unquote clean this dirt is freeze dry it, which does not preserve it. It does not kill the the worms. It just preserves the parasites. It. <laughs> it doesn't kill any of that. Here's the thing, though, babe, is you could tell someone to your blue in the face, but if a woman was told that she could lose ten pounds. Eating dirt for a week. Well, I got to tell you. You'd have 10,000 people lined up like they do right now. The people in this group, <laughs> a lot of them, like, it's not, uh, uh, it, 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 it certainly doesn't make you want to drink or eat dirt because if that's how yeah. I'm going to look, you know what? I, I'm good. I, hey. I'm, I'm good the way I am. That's funny, though. So here I am. Yeah. <laughs> So on a blacklisted uh, on a better note of transparency, if you have comments or feedback, you're more than welcome to share them on our Facebook group. Correct, and we won't block you. Yeah, the only way we're gonna block you is if you're just literally an asshole or a bitch to someone else in the group. Yeah, yes. Jen and I can take all the heat you can muster. Yeah, toss it out. Yeah, fire the howitzer. Yes, we're good. Yes. We're in a good state of mind. Yes. We're in a good state of just living. You could fire at us all day. I don't care. No. And honestly, I accept the challenge because I'm probably going to just chop you up like Kung Fu in the, in the group. Right. Yes. But if you were to give crap to the other members, because I didn't have a whole bunch of rules. Every group has rules. Oh, my god! And gosh. it's the whole thing, you know, yes. and it's the sensitivity training and all that. No, no rules in our group no. other than my verbal stance right here that 
if you mess with another member, you're just done. You're out. One yes. shot. So done. I was going to be so bold as to just have a public group yeah. with just the recall link. Like that was going to be <laughs> it. It was going to be called you gotta let it go. the truth about boo. And then I was like, nah, you know what this is? This is fuck this shit o'clock. I don't even care. Yeah. So yeah. You, if you want to eat dirt and poop worms, <laughs> have at it. Just know that the dirt you ingested was the source of said worms. I love how <laughs> people took a bath with dirt. And then they were crazed and amazed <laughs> that there was dirt left in the tub. No, what 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 it was was, you know, like when um, you know our our like Dean's hair. Yeah. You know how it's got like the little the little wrinkles in it. Oh, I'm well aware. And it floats on the surface of the water. That's yeah. literally what people had was like a dog hair. Yeah. Floating. On the top of the water, and they're like, oh, my gosh, look at what came out of my feet. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at who didn't rinse their pan before they put their dirt and water in, in their yeah. foot bath. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, I can't get my kid to drink this. Good on your kid. Yeah, that's where, I, you know, I'll have a little hope for the future there. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that kid will become like a stand-up comic later and be like, you think you had a bad, my so mom was I, trying to shove dirt down my There's throat. a part of me that wanted to make a, a like number seven for our rule and it was going to be, we got to stop Eating protecting. Dirt. No, we got to stop protecting the stupid people. No, no, no. And That's then a, I was like. It's a helpless rule. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. No. So well, good times. Nice to hear. <laughs> nice to hear. Status quo for me. If anybody wants to know or was being bombarded by the boo people, DM I can Jen. tell you all you yeah. need to know. DM Jen if you want more specifics. I got the deets. If you're a dirt person, you can hide in secrecy <laughs> under our, our group. Yes. Just direct message. I don't want it Just out in the know open. You're in a cult. Call your dad. So Salem today. Salem, Massachusetts. A nice leisurely walk through Salem. It is. This is going to be a stroll. No, I'm gonna... mur no murder. Well. No, uh, no. I mean, we're going to bring up some stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, pretty much are. this was, uh, we spoke about it in the previous episode. If you're heading off to Salem. We've got some stuff for we you. We've got some stuff for you. So Jen's going to start off with the history. Yes. And I got all and of we'll my proceed information. we'll to the, uh, our favorite uh, spots. From Salem.org, the history tab. Mm -hmm. It should be noted, Salem.org has a link called Haunted Happenings, mm -hmm. which is where they do all their fall, October related stuff. So if you are going or are thinking of going or want to plan a trip, then you should definitely check out Haunted Happenings. And if you happen to be in the area, you can get, um, they've got like a book. Pretty much every place there has a gist of things. Right, yes. Um, but but we'll can, get into that later. Yep, you can yes. get that from yeah. the, the website. Yep. So their history, in 1626, Salem is founded, and it's founded by Roger Conant and a group of immigrants from Cape Ann. The settlement was first titled Namkeg, but the settlers preferred to call it Salem, derived from the Hebrew word for peace. Mm. Funny, huh? Yeah. 
<laughs> Ironic. <laughs> So in 1628, the Massachusetts Bay Company arrives, and they relieve the struggling Numkeg, uh settlement, and John Endicott leads, leads a group of settlers to lay ground for thousands of Puritans. Mm-hmm. So in 1629, the Salem Charter is issued, and the town of Salem is is issued the charter by the monarch of England, giving them the rights of autonomy and self-rule, and in that same year, the first Congregational Society is also founded by Puritan pioneers of the Massachusetts Bay Company. In 1630, the colonists are preparing for are preparing a defense, and there's a threat of charter revocation, and the colonists respond by preparing a defense, and Governor John Endicott cuts the cross out of the English flag as an act of defiance. Mm. In 1637... They start trade with the West Indies, and the first Salem ship sails to the West Indies to trade salted cod. Mm. Yum. 1637 is the first uh, muster. The first militia muster is organized by the Massachusetts uh, Bay Colony Court. In 1637, Salem's first cemetery, the Charter Street Cemetery, or the Old Burying Point Cemetery, is created, and it's now the oldest burying ground in Salem. In 1643, Winter Island is created as a fort originally named after King William. 1644, Fort Pickering, a strategic coastal defense military barracks for Salem Harbor, is established. In 1649, the Custom House is built. Um, It should be noted that you can actually tour the Custom House. Yes. We actually did that. Yeah. It was responsible for collecting taxes on imported cargoes. You know who worked in the Custom House? Who? Nathaniel Hawthorne. Very nice. Yeah. In 1668, the House of the Seven Gables is built. It's really the Turner Ingersoll Mansion, and it's built by John Turner. He's a wealthy merchant. The house was lived in by three generations of the Turner family before being acquired by the Ingersoll relatives of Salem-born author Nathaniel Hawthorne. In 1675, the Witch House, which is also open for tours, is completed. That's Judge Jonathan Corwin. He's a judge who presided over the Salem Witch Trials. That was his house. He resided Mm -hmm. there, and some of the preliminary questioning for the Witch Trials was also held there. Yep. 1686, land is purchased from the Nomkeg tribe. A Salem selectman purchases land that today is Salem. Uh, Peabody and Danvers from the heirs of the Nomkeg tribe for 20 whole pounds. 1692, the Salem Witch Trials begin, and this is the event that Salem is most known for. In only three months' time, 19 innocent people, 14 women and five men, were hanged. One man was pressed to death. It was a time of hysteria when courts believed in the devil, spectral evidence, and the rantings and ravings of teenage girls. Well, and I figured I'd insert this note in here. This is where uh, reading reading into history comes into play a bit. What makes Salem unique in this regard of what happened with the witch trials is they were mostly founded of Puritans. Correct. And then you had the rest of the states that had a lot of pilgrims. Yes. And for those Quakers. that don't know 
the difference there, there's a huge difference. Yes. The pilgrims, under a system that we have now, mm-hmm. and that what we were founded on in our, our Constitution and Bill of Rights, the pilgrims wanted to separate the church and state. Correct. And have them separate. Yes. The Puritans saw the church and state as one necessary entity. Mm-hmm. And basically, the Puritans sincerely believed they were chosen to set an example and live according to God's commandments. So as they settled in the new world, they brought this fervor with them mm-hmm. as the only means of achieving redemption. Mm-hmm. And so that's where people, you know, we're going to get more into it in future yes, episodes. But just to clarify in the show, Salem was a very heavy Puritan yes. community. The trials ceased when Governor William Phipps disbanded the court after his wife was accused of being a witch herself. A superior court of judicature formed to replace the court of Oyer and Terminer and did not allow spectral evidence, and the new court released those awaiting trial and pardoned those awaiting execution, and the trials were over. 1693. Wonders of the Invisible World is published. Cotton Mather publishes his famous book, book, which contained, quote unquote, proof of witchcraft and Cotton Mather did play a role in the Salem witch trials. Yep. In 1760, the Salem courthouse is torn down after being active from 1677 to 1718. 1762, the Derby Wharf is created and begins as one of the busiest of the nearly 50 wharves in Salem. It is extended to its present half mile length in 1806. Uh, 1774, political revolution begins and the Provincial Congress is organized and the political revolution begins. And in that same year, General Gage moves the general court from Boston to Salem. Mm -hmm. In 1775, the first armed resistance of the revolution happened in Salem when the Salem militia blocked British Lieutenant Colonel Leslie and his men from their mission to capture ammunition stored in Salem. 1776, the privateers, they are a Salem-based group, capture and sink 445 British vessels during the Revolutionary War. In 1785, the old courthouse is built. It was designed by Samuel McIntyre. In 1790, Salem is the sixth largest city in the country and the richest per capita it was big yeah it was big before boston yeah it was the number one seaport it it was in the country yep and then in 1797 friendship the salem east uh india man friendship or the friendship as we know it today was launched it's a huge boat yeah uh, she made 15 voyages during her career to Batavia, India, China, South America, the Caribbean, England, Germany, the Mediterranean, and Russia. In 1799, the Peabody Essex Museum is founded by sea captains. It's the oldest continually operated museum in the country. And the East India Marine Society is also founded. In 1801, the city of Salem trans forms the town swamp, which is what the Salem Common was often called, into a park with trees and walks. In 1807, an embargo is ordered that grounds Salem, Salem's fleet for 15 months and is soon followed by the War of 1812. 
1810, the Salem Athenaeum is founded from the merging of the two libraries. And in 1812, the Friendship, which is a huge boat, is captured as a prize of war by British sloop of war HMS Rosamond in September of 1812. The one that they have in Salem Harbor is a replica. Yeah. In 1813, there's the Battle of the Frigates, Chesapeake and Shannon, and that takes place in Salem Harbor. In 1819, the chemical company is built near the North River. In 1825, the East India Marine Hall is completed, and an open hall on the second floor is designed to hold the Museum of the Society. In 1828, Fanshawe published, which is Nathaniel Hawthorne's self-published first novel. It was a romantic novel written in Salem while he was staying in the Manning House on Herbert Street. In 1830, the Salem Lyceum is formed. It's a building constructed to provide public entertainment and instruction. In 1836, Salem is incorporated as a city. In 1838, the Eastern Railroad line is open from Boston to Salem, and the railroad tunnel is dug under Washington Street. In 1839, Salem adopts its motto, which is to the farthest ports of the rich east, paying tribute to its glorious maritime past. In 1850, the Scarlet Letter is published by Nathaniel Hawthorne to great acclaim everywhere but in Salem, where the residents did not appreciate the depiction of the city and its people. You know, it's an amazing story about him. It kind of is. Like, we might do a deep dive on him. Yeah, basically just a short bet on him because I just finished reading a a biography about him um, today on my lunch break. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's amazing is the amount of failure he had before he succeeded. Yeah. And he was even failing while he was getting like major props Mm -hmm. from people on the scene. Like Edgar Allan Poe loved him Mm -hmm. and spoke about him all the time that he was an exceptional writer. Yeah. And then he had his buddies like Longfellow and stuff like that. But, but it was amazing to read the amount of failure that he went through before. And I think that's a lot with a lot of great people. Yeah. Like you see the accomplishments and that's really kind of the end product. Right. You don't see all the failures. And that's a weird time that we, I can't say a weird time. It's a weird thing we do as humans. Like we'll see, the the end and that end product and we sit there and just say oh man that that'd be really awesome or mm-hmm. or they're just so lucky and fortunate you mm-hmm. know and i always hate that statement because it's like yeah. in nathaniel hawthorne's case it's a ton of failure right massive amounts of failure but the one thing he didn't do was give up right and that's you know yeah. so yeah if you're looking for a moving uh biography I read a lot of biographies, those hourly history books that we did back yes. with Vlad the Impaler. And uh, if you look, Blood Countess. Yeah, if you Google hourly history um, and get on their mailing list, every Friday they'll give you a list of books. And I highly recommend them because you can read them in, depending on your reading speed, 40 yep. minutes to an hour. Yep. And you get a good overall view of the person. So in 1851, The House of the Seven Gables is published. Again, this is Nathaniel Hawthorne's, uh, it's his most renowned novel. And The House, um, 
It's published, inspired, again, by the mansion, the Turner Ingersoll Mansion, and as a result, it helped make that Turner Ingersoll Mansion one of the most famous famous historic houses in America. So in 1854, Salem State College is founded, uh, now known as Salem State University. It's a major educational and cultural resource of the North Shore, and it's right in Salem. Fun fact, that was one of the colleges I was looking at. Really? Yep. Mostly because I liked the city and I figured, well, if I were going to school there, that's one way to ensure I get there. (laughs) Also, fun fact, did not go. Didn't go. Um, 1856, the first Methodist New England conference is held in Salem. The United Methodist Women's Club greets you with information, advice, and refreshments. And in addition, sandwiches, coffee, tea, and cold drinks are available. In 1877, there's a the very first public demonstration of a long-distance phone conversation is held in the Lyceum Hall on Church Street. Am I coming in clear? Correct. 1910, the House of the Seven Gables Museum, it opens and begins its legacy of providing educational opportunities for newly arriving immigrant families in its settlement house. 1914, the Salem Fire was June 25th. It was a devastating fire ignited the Boston Street and Blubber Howell, the leather manufacturing district of Salem. Over the course of two days, this massive fire destroyed 1,376 buildings and left 18,000 people, almost half of Salem's population, homeless and many without jobs. That's incredible. Salem State University has books, pamphlets, and online documents about this tragedy. When was that again? 1914. 1914. June 25th. In 1938, uh, the Salem Waterfront is, is designated a National Historic Site under the National Park Service. In 1970, Bewitched seventh season is filmed in Salem, and it's a very magical time for the city. There's actually a statue of Samantha mm-hmm. in Salem. The Bewitched sculpture. Yep. And if you want to get your picture taken, you either have to go really early in October or off season or you just have to be. We'll we'll (laughs) we'll get to that on the latter part of the tour. 1971 Chestnut Street Historic District is established. It was Salem's first historic district, known today as the McIntyre Historic District. In 1982. This is when Salem hosts the first Haunted Happenings Festival, and it lasted one day. In 1992, the Witch Trials Memorial is dedicated by Nobel laureate um, Ali Wiesel to commemorate the tercentenary anniversary of the trials. In 1993, Hocus Pocus is released in theaters, and it was filmed at numerous locations in and around Salem. In 1996, the National Heritage Area designates Essex County as a National Heritage Area in order to enhance, preserve, and encourage awareness of the county's historical, cultural, and natural resources and traditions. And in 2001, that's when the construction on the Friendship Replica Mm -hmm. of the 1797 East India Merchant Ship is completed. And then in 2013, the National Guard birthplace gets its designation recognizing Salem as the birthplace of the National Guard. Yeah. Yep. 
So that's that's the history. That's that's the history in a uh, in the nutshell. In a nutshell. Yep. The uh, what gets me with the fire? Yeah. Is talk about something you take for granted. Yeah. Is firemen today? Yeah. Because if that fire took place now, that would have been probably just like the factory. Yes. You know, or yep. origin of where it went. But early 1900s, 1914 through there, I mean, you think about it, they didn't have fire trucks per se. They had like the wagons. Fun fact, during the tours we were taking, That's right. Giles Corey's ghost appeared before the the Salem fire. And yeah. it's they say that anytime Salem is facing some sort of, like if, if Giles Corey's ghosts appeared, they're like, Shit, something bad's gonna Shit's happen. Shit's gonna go down. Yeah, yep. I remember. I remember them talking about that. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Interesting history the place has. Like when I first went, the reason I wanted to go was, of course, because of the witch trials. Like how? Yeah, Halloween, how did they? How did they let Halloween it happen? And, Halloween and witch stuff is pretty much why people go. Right, and I had no idea about this huge but if you, maritime history. Yeah, if you take, well, I mean, but you think about it when you're there, it's pretty freaking obvious. I mean, yes. When you're there. Yes. Because it's just this massive harbor. Right. And then, again, realizing that they were the harbor before Boston yeah, and the, the reason they stopped being the harbor was because the ships got so big that the harbor was too... They were um, running aground. Yeah, it was too it shallow. Was too shallow. Yeah. So, so they moved north or south to Boston. Yeah, and you think about that. If if the ground was deeper in that yeah. harbor, yeah, that would be a whole different... Archi- it'd be a whole different layout on how things were, you know. Yeah, who knows? Instead, who knows? Instead, everybody headed to a city that was built on top of a bunch of garbage. I mean, hey. You know, oh, whatever. However, if you're going to Salem and you're thinking about it. Yep. And you only have. A short period a of time. A short period of time. Say a day a or day, a couple. A day or an overnighter. Mm-hmm. As promised, we're going to deliver you a list of things to do, places to eat. Places, places to, to go, shop. people to see, things to do. Yeah. So basically. We got you covered. I'm going to do a list and I'm going to post this list in the show notes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to post this list on the Facebook group. Yes. During the week of that podcast. So I'll, I'll publish the episode and then shortly after that, I'll publish the list. Right. I'm not going to do streets. I'm not going to do phone numbers and all that. Everybody's got Google. Right. Yep. You can Google the yep. names. But if you show up, the first thing I recommend, and we tell everybody this, is just go right to the Salem Witch Museum. Just immediately go just get in immediately line. immediately go get in line and do it. You're going to see the line. The line moves fast. Yeah. You're going to be like, there's no way I'm going to get there. Yeah. You and do. They have buses that are just dropping people off. There is no good time to go. No. This is why we tell people to go to the Salem Witch Museum right away because- the line is going to be the line. It's the way it is. Like yep. I said, they bus people in just to yep. go to that and a couple other things. Yep. So just hop in, seal your time. Yep. Again, check the website for all of these places that we're going to mention because we don't know what the COVID right. type arrangements are. Yes. Uh, it should be noted in the city of Salem, 
they are requiring masks inside, regardless of vaccination status or size of the crowd inside. As of now. As of now. However, what we're not aware of is if people are just doing prepaid tickets right. for things. That's yes. something you want to circle back with the place. So if you're thinking of going, do a little legwork before. Yeah. Call, make some calls. Take take some things of the list here that we're talking about and make some calls of mm-hmm. the big things. But the Salem Witch Museum is a great start because it's a good primer yes. on the witch trials. Yes. And it'll get you a good grasp of things. Cause if you were to only do that one thing, grab a bite to eat, maybe yes. check a couple of shops. Yeah. It'd be enough for you. And I'm going to say, uh, there's like three or four other witch related museums. Yeah. And that one honestly is the best. Salem witch museum. And then a close second is the witch house at Salem. Judge Corwin's house. It's Judge Corwin's yes. house, but it's, it's known as the witch house. It at is Salem. correct. And that is the second spot. Yes, I would tell you to go to. Mm-hmm. That's witch related. Yes. What's interesting of that is you see that house and you realize that a lot of the again, if you go to the Salem Witch Museum first, you realize that a lot of the prim, uh, preliminary trials and questionings took place in that house. Right. Also, that house is a great example of what life looked like. Yes. Back in those times, you'll yes. actually see the kitchens. Yep. Which basically was around a fireplace, an open Correct. fireplace. Yep. But the the rooms and just the way the house is set up and they got a bunch of stuff that you can read there of how they used to do treat things medicinally. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're not gonna spoil any of that stuff. No. It's stuff that you should find out. The next thing, and this is where I'm gonna split things up as far as things to do. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to go to the Peabody Museum. This year they're doing the Salem Witch Trials Reckoning and Reclaiming. That's the main exhibit there. Okay. However, if you only had a certain small amount of time to give Peabody Museum, because it takes about a couple hours to get through it the does. whole it's thing. It does. It's huge. However, there's a it's there's a an exhibit off the side of it, and it's a it's a separate purchase. Correct. To the Peabody Museum tickets, and what it is is it's called the Yin Yu Tang House. Yes, they call it the China House. Do you and they, want to explore the China and House? And they, they will call it the China House. And basically what it is, is it's a home that was built in China Yep. by uh, basically the main patriarch of the, the home was a banker. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those old homes that still are up today in China. Correct. But what's fascinating about it is they moved that whole entire home yes. into that museum. They did. They took Every, it down piece by piece and reassembled it back in, on the Each the piece ground. of tile, yep. each piece of furniture, everything. They yep. took pictures. Yep. I would see that before you go and do the museum. If you only had to Definitely. do one, like if you yes. walk in into Peabody and you see the China house, or you see the museum and you only have time to do one, do, do the, the Yin chi- Yu Tang house. Yeah. It is unbelievable. It's amazing. And to think all those families live yeah, in that house. Yeah, it's a multi-generational Yeah, home. And, the, and the guards there are amazing. Fortunately, when we went there, it was the morning we were leaving. Correct. And it was a few years back. 
and the best part of it was is we had the whole house to ourselves. We did. It was self-guided. We had like this little thing where you could press a button yeah. in each place but and it would play the thing for you. The nice you. part was is the security guard yep. that was there was there when they put it all yep. through together. So he just gave, it was way better than a guided, self-guided deal. Yeah. He gave the dirt on everything and what was an amazing piece of it is the family, uh, the relatives actually came to the house and he was there. Yeah. And he showed them around the house. Yep. And they were giving him information about the house that no one ever knew about. Right. Yep. It's a really must-see. Yep. Outside of that, you have the Salem Witch Trials Memorial. Yes. Which is nice. I don't know how they're doing that again because there were some vandalism problems and things like that. And... That was more geared toward the old Burying Point Cemetery, but they were still kind of allowing mm-hmm. you to go into the Witch Memorial. Mm-hmm. But I think what they're doing now is they're just doing it in like you, yeah. it, like in groups. Now, you can't just willy-nilly walk about. If it's a beautiful day out and the weather's nice and it's not pouring rain, which is a catch 50-50 there, yeah. the Hocus Pocus Tours... Yes. We'll give you a long tour of the whole place. So if Where you don't want to stop, yep. um, they'll go around and show you all the places, the judge's house and all that. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, now we're getting into the things that if you have extra time, these are things we would do. Yes. So number one, Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery Monster Museum. Now, in my opinion... Outside of the Salem Witch Museum. Oh, yeah. This is the place to go. Oh, it is the coolest place. Yes. It's right on Essex Street. Yes. It used to be an old bank. Yes, yes. And it's full of stunningly accurate wax. Recreations. Recreations. They're horror-related recreations. So they have any, you know, everything from, like, Vincent Price. Yes. To Alien. Bella Lugosi. Predator. And they have... uh, Kiefer Sutherland's from character. Lost from Lost Boys. Yeah. Yep. So just to mention a few, but they have a lot. And, uh, and you can watch Psycho inside the bank vault. So there's a bank vault <laughs> down. You go down the stairs and that's where a lot of the stuff is. And yeah. there's a, uh, or no, I think it's all. In no, the I think floor. it's all in the same. Yeah. But in the back, there's a bank vault and they cleverly made it into this little movie theater. Yeah. And it basically, you know, it'll show old films. Yeah. I think, you know, how opt was it that uh, we showed up there and it was Nosferatu or something like that, you know? Yeah, like they do. And they, they had do, chairs um, there yep. and stuff like that. It's not like a cush cozy no, movie no, theater no. type thing. But, you know, if you want to sit and watch a movie, nobody really If it's raining you. outside and you yeah. want to kill some time. Yeah. I, so, would, I would chill there. So, yeah, Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery Monster Museum. It's yes. really great. There's yes. nothing there. It's not a haunted house type thing where you get like jump scares and stuff no. like that. It's all wax pieces on display. Pictures, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's very, very, very cool. Uh, there's the Bewitched sculpture that Jen was talking about. Yep. And my number one tips for getting a picture there, Jen said, get there early. But I'm going to tell you right now. Be aggressive. Yes, you have to be aggressive. You have to be aggressive. You have to just jump right up there. Yep. Get your person that's taking your picture Take all it. set. Get them to figure out how your phone works. Get 
get yeah. all that stuff prepared out of the way. Yep. And just jump right up there, get your picture take, and go. get out. Yeah. Because basically, it's a swarm of people, and around there, there's a lot of eateries. There's like pizza stands and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So it's just a it's a big congregating area to begin with, right? And then you've got people that are just hanging around that because it's a landmark, mm-hmm. and you got people that are trying to get their pictures taken. So, like I said, just be aggressive. Yeah. Get in there, have your plan, get your picture, but definitely get it done. It's yeah. a great picture. It's a great thing to take back. In the evening, the Salem Witch Village does a candlelit ghostly walking tour. Mm-hmm. Jen and I will confess we haven't done this yet. No. But everybody that we talked to really liked it and enjoyed it. Yes. And they, they got some cool information on it. Uh, it would go without saying that if you're going to go to Salem, head up the road or down the road uh, to the House of Seven Gables. Yes. And that is a must do. There's two parts of that museum too yeah there's the outdoor they which is the gardens and you can do that on your own and then Mm -hmm. there's the actual guided tour through the house and i'm sorry the grounds and everything are nice and there's a couple exterior buildings you can go into beautiful but that guided tour of the mansion is worth its weight in gold and the staff is incredible they are no matter who you get that's doing that tour at least from what we've heard in the past they just have a great wealth of knowledge they about do. the house, yep. Salem, the whole you area. You learn a shit ton of history <laughs> in a short period of time. Yes. And then the last one I have, this is uh, 10 items we listed. We tried to keep it 10 each. Yep. So for, for 10 things to do, the Pirate Museum. Arr! Yeah. Yes. That was that was pretty cool. Yes. That's when you learn that each pirate's flag is different it's not just the jolly roger no depending on what's on the flag will tell you the type of pirate that they are and are they gonna kill you it's on the flag yeah are they just gonna take your stuff it's on the flag yeah and it's basically i think there was like 30 to 50 flags it's a lot of flags it was a lot and i'm just sitting there and i'm going i thought it was just the skull and crossbow yeah no no sir so now at this point you're probably hungry. <laughs> I am. So the first stop that we do every single time yes. is we go to Howling Wolf Taqueria. Correct. And that's never going to change. Every no. time I step yep. foot there, that's the first place I go. Yes. If you're a fan of Mexican type food, yes, it's second to none. It's awesome food. They it's got delicious. great drinks. Yes. Even if you're not a drinker. Their virgin cocktails have are amazing. Very good virgin cocktails. I highly recommend the passion fruit margarita. Yeah, that's if they still do it. Uh, now, if you're by Seven Gables in that area of town, because it is further away from Essex Street and all yeah, that. Yeah, it is. It's a hall. We recommend Mercy Tavern. Yep. For It's basically Americana type place, but really good burgers. Yeah. We had awesome hamburgers. There. We did. And then they made these, I, I remember them, they were fries, but they were like, instead of having falafel as a ball, like they made them into fries. Fries, yeah. No, it was Those are pretty cool. Really, really good food. And the, again, doing this as top spots. Yes. And then we'll distill down. Yep. Like I said, we're telling you to head over to Seven Gables, eat at Mercy Tavern if you're hungry. Yep. And again, the Howling Wolf 
Techeria, eat there whenever. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. And lastly of the short list is Turner Seafood at Lyceum Hall. Yes. Which Turner Seafood, if you enjoy seafood. Yes. It's a must stop. They basically, have it shipped in. Yeah. So basically they own every single aspect Correct. of the seafood business that suits them. So yep. the fisheries they own. They own the boats, boats that go yep. and catch it. Everything goes through Turner's hands to get the food to you at your plate. Yes. And that's a very, that's a rarity in a lot of places that you'll eat where they have the whole entire system. Their seafood there. fra diavolo is my, it, <laughs> it, it would be my death row meal. And it's another place that has good drinks too. Yes. Uh, but definitely if you're a seafood fan, that place is just absolutely fantastic. I would say easily if you're going to eat at two places, the Howling Wolf and Turner's yep. are the two places uh, yep. to go. So now if you're looking for a short snack and you're a hot dog fan, <laughs> go to Boston Hot Dog Company, which is right down the road from Turner's. And then right next to Boston Hot Dog Company is Melt Ice Cream. Yes. So if you're a fan of ice cream, go to Melt Ice Cream. Tell them we sent you. Yes. Because they're my faves. Now, we found this place, which is down the road from Melt Ice Cream, heading towards Essex. Yep. Because it was pouring out. Yeah. Pouring rain. Yes. And we were trying to find a place to eat. Every place was crowded. Yep. And we found this place, and they let us in, thankfully, because it was pouring out. And this place was called Opus. O-P-U-S. Yep. And Opus was fantastic. It was. It was really good. If you like a uh, kind of modern look to a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, they were very like. Modern take to dishes. Modern too. take to dishes. They were probably. I mean, we haven't eaten at all the places, obviously. But Opus was. Uh, yeah, they had really good food. They did. And if you're looking for something quick, like a cup of coffee. Redline, Redline Cafe right on Essex Street. Mm-hmm was excellent yep uh you know if you're just looking for coffee and to go and just go and run a little something yeah another good sandwich uh type of spot and soup spot was the new england soup factory yes and that's by a bed and breakfast on the other side of town towards the witch house yep that was very very good mm-hmm. and if you're looking for a little road snack to walk around or yes. something to take home with you is popped gourmet popcorn and ice cream, and they're by the harbor. Yes. That's where you get your popcorn. Yes, it is where I get my popcorn. They have tons of different flavored popcorns. They sure do. You know what I like to call them? What? The jelly belly of popcorn. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have... They've got, like, they've got savory, they've got sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a dill pickle popcorn one year. I don't even think that package of popcorn made at home yeah um then they do like your caramel corns and mm-hmm. whatnot but oh if you like it a corn yes you need to go there and then lastly my probably favorite place to visit at least two times a day jolie tea company good tea yes they have jolie uh, tea company loose tea you can purchase loose tea mm-hmm um, you can purchase, they will brew tea for you right there. Mm-hmm. But the best part yes. is they have macarons. They have and very they're fresh and they're yummy. 
Yeah, they're very good. And we used to just get a sleeve of six and we would share it. And then I was like, this is stupid. So now we each get our own sleeve and then they're little road treats. So, so basically when the- you're standing in line and you need a little something, something, <laughs> you got a macaron. So basically when we start off, if we're, if we're waking up there, that's the first stop we go to. Yes. And we'll get our macarons. We'll get our tea. Yep. They also do a high tea. They do. And um, I can't say enough about them. Everybody no, that works them. there is great. Yes. And if it's rainy and cold. If you've missed breakfast, they also have scones. Yes. So, I mean, they can they can fulfill your breakfast needs. Yeah. But just to walk around and have a really nice cup of tea. Yes. They're just, uh, they're fantastic. So now we get into shops. <laughs> and it was hard to limit this list to 10. I'm going to be very honest. Uh, there is a ton of shops there. There's a bunch of vendors. There are. And definitely uh, check Part- out as many as you can. Yes. Uh, again, we're doing this list as if you had a short amount of time. Yes. And you only wanted to see certain things. So this is in no particular order. I'm just going through the list. Okay. So near the Hawthorne Hotel is the art. Uh, I always have a hard time pronouncing this. The art Artemisia. Artemisia. Artemisia Botanicals. Yes. If you like your herbs and botanicals, yeah. this is the place to go. It like, really is. They even have. They have um, everything. They they even have like homebrewed like things for your pets, yeah. you know, like you spray it on your, your dog or your cat. They've got like an anti-itch thing. They've got like, they have everything. It's, it's amazing. It and it's a little, really, truly it's a little shop. little shop. Yeah. But super nice people. Yep. And, uh, we highly without reservation recommend them. Yes. And again, they're next, they're near the Hawthorne hotel. They are. There's Omen, which everybody's well aware of. Yes. And if not, you will be there. Yes. You can get a reading. Its you sister can... store is Hex in yes. um, New Orleans. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, like, essentially the same store. But, however, if you were to go to one store and it's a long line again because they can only allow, like, six people to go in there at a clip. Yeah. It's, but it's the oldest shop which related yes. there. And that's Crowhaven Corner. Correct. And... That is worth going into. It's worth standing in line. Yeah, it's worth standing in line. They got awesome stuff there. They do. But also, it's just the historical part of you could walk in there and you'd be like, you know what? 400 years ago, yeah, people were walking in the store buying this same type of stuff. Yep. Like, it's just, it's amazing in that regard. And that's yeah. where the historical stuff of Salem really kind of shines through. couple stores... Down from that on Essex Street is Why Not's Wands. Or yes. Why Not's Wands. Yes. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, and you this, this is, is the, your this is your stop. This is Don't the closest blow it. you're gonna get to Ollivander's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's as crazy as Ollivander That's is. That's the best part of it. Yes. That's <laughs> the best part of it. Yeah. This is if you're a Harry Potter fan, just go skip everything we just told you and go and to go, Why Not's. Go Wands. to Why Not's. And then, uh, and then go from there. And yes. you can walk around with your wand all day. They do have a licensed Harry Potter section next to it. 
Yeah, there is a licensed Harry Potter yeah. like store. Yeah, next, next to, to it. it. And, yeah, and uh, and that's a good store to see. Yeah, but you can pick up a butter beer. But the wine shop, yeah, the yeah. wine the wine shop is just awesome. It is I absolutely. I love going there. I go there every single time. Yes. So then there's a Coons Card and Gift Shop. Yes. Which is if you're after touristy type stuff. Correct. Like if you're looking for your t-shirts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they even do fun fact stuff for your pets. So yes. like they do leashes, they do bandanas, they do collars. Yep. So if you want to get your pet some bling. They do. That's a yep. shop there. But if you're looking for the kind of token Salem hoodie and that type of yes. stuff. And this you is... don't want to break the bank. Yeah. You go to Coons Cards and Gifts. Exactly. So then there's the Village Silversmith yes. right on Essex Street. Yes. This is the shop. If you're into crystals, check stones, check all of that shit. Jewelry, jewelry, check. Yes, you want stones and crystals in your jewelry, check. They have more than you're capable of carrying out. Correct. It's it's overwhelming. Yes. It really is over. And if you're flying on a plane, probably not a good idea because the crystals and stuff, like they legit have crystal balls. They legit have geodes. Like that shit is heavy. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. you're flying, keep that in mind. No, they Maybe have. Maybe just go over to Coons Cards and Gifts and get, and get a t-shirt. Yeah. Just get a hoodie and call just it a get wrap. a hat. You can wear yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. But that's a great shop. Really it is. Really great shop. It is. If you're uh, looking to grab a couple candles, Witch City Wicks. Yes. Great store. Yes. Awesome but don't candles. go looking for the leather scented candle because they only had it one year. I know. And, and it was smelled, amazing. It smelled incredible. And fun fact, they actually do make their candles. Like mm-hmm. they they do the wax, the scents, and pour them. Like yeah. it's it's a cute little Mom and pop. Yeah. Most of these places we tried to, but it's tough because they got they got some big institutions there. But they're yeah. all great. And yep. It's all a small feel. Salem Dippity. Yes. Okay. So. Hoodie option number two. Well, I'm going to say this. The Trolley Depot is right on Essex. And that's like the tourist spot. Yeah. Like that's where everybody goes. But I'm telling you, it's worth the walk to go to Salem Dippity because that's the Trolley Depot's sister store, mm-hmm. and you're you're saving on that souvenir tax. Yeah. So a sweatshirt that would be fifty dollars on Essex at the Trolley Depot is like thirty down at Salem Dippity. Yes. So it's worth the walk. I'd say. Yeah. And that whole area is just a nice. Uh... It really, truly is. That area down by the wharf, there's a ton of cute little shops. Yeah, there really is. And there's good places to eat there. There are. Which Way Gifts is another place to go. So Which Way Gifts has the witch balls, stained glass. Okay, so this is where, this is the obscure stuff. Like if you want something weird and different. They're on Derby Street. That you don't, you you aren't going to see that shit in any other store. Yeah. Like if you want to like buy something that unique is total and different, unique in Salem. Yes. You go there. Yes. That's, um, and that's which way gifts that's yes. on Derby street. Yes. And, um, not far from mercy tavern. No, no, not at all. And there's partridge in a bear tree. 
that's the one that has all the cute little like villages. Yes. That's where I got my kitchen witch, which fun fact, Omen was supposed to have the kitchen witches, but mm-hmm. the every time I've been there, they haven't been there. So if you're looking for a kitchen witch, that's the only place you can get one. And this um this woman makes them. Yeah. Makes them for there. There's a ton of cute stuff in there. There and is. If you're someone that just wants that little thing to put on like your desk to remind you of of Salem and all that type of stuff, that's probably the best place to go. I got personalized Christmas ornaments Mm -hmm. for my nieces and nephews from there. If you have a little Halloween village in your house, that's your stop. Yep. Period. If you're looking for something cool and neat and Mm -hmm. cute, yeah. And fun fact, they also do Christmas stuff. So if that's your jam too, yeah. you can. And it goes without saying, we can't go through this list and not mention it. If you're a book reader, go to Wicked Good Books. It's supposed to be haunted. Yeah, they say. Never had the books fly off the shelves. Yeah, I don't know. Like in Ghostbusters. Yeah. But apparently it has happened for some. But they have some pretty cool books there. And again, it's just a, it's just a neat little... Uh, a neat little shop. I think we've purchased a book or at least oh, a we, book from them every no, year. Yeah, no. The last time we were there, we bought a ton. Yeah. And then if you're looking again, this is another type of uh, hoodie store, uh, Flying Monkeys. This is another mom and pop place that it you want to do. Flying Monkeys is um, you're probably, if you're walking around, you're more than likely going to see a hat, a shirt, or a hoodie that says, I got stoned in Salem, Massachusetts. That's from Flying Monkeys. And if you're looking to where you can get that, that's Flying Monkeys. Yep. Also, you might see another shirt uh, walking around that'll be the the logo for Starbucks, and it'll look like a witch, and it'll say Salem Witchcraft. Yep. That's from Flying Monkeys. He's got some cute stuff in there. They got some cool stuff in there. So if you're... If you want to get a hoodie, but you don't want to get the touristy looking hoodie, right? you go to Flying Monkeys. You do. And I save them for last just because of that purpose right there. And as far as places to stay, there's a lot of places, but if you really want to do it right, stay at the Hawthorne. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about, uh, they're centrally located. What's nice about the Hawthorne is you can park your car in the back lot. And you're done. Yep. It's a lot like, um, you know, going to Old Orchard Beach or something like that mm-hmm. in Maine. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of thing where you just basically park in the back, bring your luggage in, and you can walk to every single spot that we just talked about. Yes. All of it's in walking distance. Yes. The furthest walk you're going to have from that location would be the House, House of, the, of the, Se- the Seven Gables, and that's about a five-minute walk. Yeah. Brisk walk. Yeah. If you're lollygaggling and checking out, you know, the harbor and, and, and all that type of stuff, looking at window shopping on the way there. Right. 10 minute walk. Yeah. Then the longest walk in the other direction would be the judge's house. Yeah. The witch house. The witch house. And that's the same amount of time. Yes. Five minutes if you're yep. just walking with a purpose. There, it might take longer because there's just so much stuff to see, especially if you like walk up Essex. Going to the witch house because it is pretty much a straight shot. There's people everywhere. There's probably will take you, but it's probably 10 15 minute walk. Yeah, that's uh, 
and really that's the longest walks in either direction. If you go over to the, the wharf where we were talking about, where popped, um, Salem dippity, Salem dippity, partridge in a pear tree, uh, popped the popcorn place. That's a 10 minute walk. Mm-hmm. Basically 10 minutes to pretty much anywhere. Except why not? That's like a straight shot out the door oh, yeah, and no. you're there in minutes. <laughs> yeah. And basically if you're, if you're staying at Hawthorne, basically why not? Uh, what's the other place there? Crown Haven. The um, corner or Crowhaven corner. Yeah. Crowhaven corner. Uh, that's, that's literally right out the door. Yeah. So yep. yeah, that's basically Salem. It is. That's our top tens for shops, now, restaurants, they also and do, do a like a street fair. Yeah. And there are some amazing exhibitors mm-hmm. from all over. Who'd you get the hats off of? I wanted to name drop. Ever Crumbly and Witch. Yeah. If so you're going to get a witch hat, get it from th- them. That's your spot. One, they measure your head yeah. so that you get the right size. They are actual milliners, so they do actually make the hats. Yeah. They do several different types, and they're expanding the types of hats that they're doing. They don't just do witch hats anymore, and it's it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. There's another booth. They're there pretty regularly, and they're a, a, a jeweler, but they deal in silver. There's a lot of silver and turquoise. Yeah, I forget the name, but he's the only one that really does turquoise. Yeah, it, so and he's got see, a, like a skull is part of it. Yeah, but if you see a booth that's just pumping turquoise jewelry out, yeah, that's a that's a tent worth checking out. Yes, if you're a turquoise fan, it's really worth checking out because the prices are are amazing, awesome. They are, and he's a super nice guy. Yes, and uh, and he, it is sterling silver, and the prices are based on weight. Mm-hmm. So I think the the most expensive ring I've gotten was like forty five bucks, yeah, something like fifty that. bucks. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, so so basically that's our top tens, and it wasn't an easy list to make. I'm gonna no, be honest with you. No. There's a, there's things we skip, but we had to keep it within the hour uh, hour twenty that we usually do, and here we are at an hour ten. Yeah, and uh, you know basically, it's a trip well worth the time and and going. Yes, if you're doing a day, yeah, like we said, just basically. We everything we listed off you could do in two days. Yes, you could do everything on the on on our list yeah, in two days. That's two days. If you're doing one day, like I said, I would do the Salem Witch Museum, do the House of the Seven Gables, and the Judge House. The do witch this, house. the Salem Witch Museum or the the Judge Judge's House. Yep, the Witch House. And if you're gonna eat. Howling Wolf, Tecaria, or Turner's. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to get some shopping done, again, if you're a Harry Potter fan, why not Swans? Yep. Uh, however, check out Flying Monkeys, Partridge in a Bear Tree, and Omen, Crowhaven Corner. Coons. Yeah. You, the nice part is, right is on in Essex. one day, you can knock out a lot of stuff right in Essex. Yeah, you can. And and if there's lines for places, they go quick. They do. They really, really they do. do. I can't say, but who knows what's going to go on with the COVID stuff? Yeah. I just don't know. 
No. But if you do go, we uh, hope you have a wonderful time. Yeah. And be prepared. I I'm saving this for last. Be prepared for rain. Yes. Because it rains there. Yes. And it rains hard. Yes. At times. Yes. So get yourself a raincoat. Don't do an umbrella. No. Because the winds are very heavy off there because it's right off the shore. Correct. It's right off the ocean. And if it's rainy there and windy, you're going to see broken umbrellas everywhere. Yeah. So it if you looks got your, like a horror movie. <laughs> if you literally got a teeny little umbrella that fits perfect in your bag, just leave it at home. It's useless. Yes. It truly is useless. You need a raincoat with a hood. Yes. Because this this wind and this rain, it's picture a horizontal rain. Like it doesn't fall straight well, down. The later <laughs> in the season you go, the more you're susceptible to the Correct. to the rain. Yes. And the nice part about the coat is it'll keep you dry, but it'll also keep you warm. Yes. Because here's what's going to end up happening. And we've talked to people that have done this and they're just victims of it every single time. They'll go and they'll do the Hocus Pocus tours. Like mm -hmm. it's a tour around. Mm -hmm. It's a 45 minute, one hour tour. Yeah. And it's great. You walk around, you get right. the whole entire history of everything in Salem. Mm -hmm. and the must-see spots and all that. But if it starts raining, mm -hmm. you're screwed because there's no kind of shelter to go there. Everything's no. open air, yep. you know, that type of atmosphere. And that's where the coat rules. Yes. Don't bring an umbrella. No. Just if you're looking to get a raincoat, just get a decent raincoat. Yes. But it, anything will work at that point. Yes. Uh, uh I will say the Walgreens and the CVS. The CVS is right on Essex. The Walgreens is behind it. Yeah, no, they. You can get the the rain ponchos from them. See, I wouldn't even, don't even risk it. No, because with the amount of people, you don't know if they're going to have anything in stock. Right. Yep. Especially with supply side issues of what also things true. are going now, which is relevant everywhere. Get a freaking and, raincoat. Yeah, just get get a raincoat before you even go. Yeah. You're going to find one easier to get at home. Yeah. And just and just get one. And, and we're not talking. And hopefully you never have to use yeah, it. Yeah. Don't get your raincoat just because it's cute. You want it functional. It's got to work as a raincoat. Yeah. But and you just hope that you never have to use it. But right. out of all the times we've gone there, mm -hmm. half of the time we've been there, it's rained. Correct. And half of the time we've been there. The other half is beautiful, sunny, yes. wonderful days. Yes. But it's not like a place like Florida where it rains only for about like 10 minutes. Oh, no. 15 minutes and then the sun opens up. No. It'll rain all day or it's yes. all morning or it's all afternoon. Mm -hmm. It's just the nature of the beast of being by the shore like that Correct. up north. Correct. So with that being said, mm -hmm. we move now from Salem to next week. We have the Mellis Maleficarum. Yes. I think you can see a trend here <laughs> as no. we're proceeding through <laughs> the month of October of what will be. We're uh, getting into the juicy nuggets, guys. Yeah. So if you think you know what's going after Mellis Maleficarum doing Salem Mellis Maleficarum, if you think you know what's next, you're probably right. For someone who doesn't know what Mellis Maleficarum is... You're going to learn all about it. You're going to learn all about it, but in short, 
it was the handbook used for the witch trials. It's basically, it was a, a working document for the witch trials. And we'll leave it as brief as that. Mm -hmm. We are very grateful to see new people coming through on the podcast. Welcome. We hope you, uh, you stick around. Sorry that your first introduction was about people drinking dirt. Yeah. They get better. There's probably just people over <laughs> there like, dude, they just talked about dirt for like 10 minutes. They talked about multi-level marketing. And dirt. Podcast sucks. Yeah. We're very grateful. As we said on the uh, the previous podcast, we've... Uh, fully leapt into the top 10% of uh, podcasts in the world. And we are just so grateful uh, that you let's keep going. Well, yeah, but we're very grateful that uh, you made that happen for us. Yeah. And, uh, and we, otherwise it would just be us sitting here talking. We appreciate it. And we don't know what kind of uh, things that'll turn out to, but for now we're going to keep doing the same things. We are. And keep bringing the same topics. We are, not short at all on material. We have tons of it. Yeah. We've made lists and talk about, we got the work, we got the running list and then we got stuff that we talk about during the week. And then we, then we update the running list. No, I'm going to be honest. When we first did it, I was curious to see if we could really just do a full year of stuff. Cause we started in the first week of January and here we are. This was basically like the highest thing we were expecting out of ourselves. Oh, maybe just maybe we'll make the top 10% of, you know, podcasts in the world. Well, that was our goal. Like if we could do that within. No, but that was like the high level goal. Like the realistic expectation was that we're going to just have a handful of people that would listen to the episode. And that was it. And call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To, to be in this spot right now, we're very proud of it because it's a lot of hard work. It, It It really is. And we're proud of it. We're still, as happy as we were making the first episode, mm-hmm. which is nice. We show no signs of slowing down. No. And uh, next year we have a, a lot of things planned that we will reveal probably at the end of December. The The last two weeks there, we'll start drumming up. It'll be your Christmas present. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we... We, uh, we, we went in one direction, but then we figured out another direction to go. And we're <laughs> keeping it very tight-lipped and sealed, uh, with the exception of some close members of family, because we got to talk about this stuff to, to some people and bounce the ideas off of. Yeah. But uh, leading into the two weeks, uh, the last two weeks of the new year, we're going to mark it pretty heavy in this podcast and in the Facebook group a... Uh, our, our plans for the following year. Yep. And we're very, very excited about them. Yes. And we hope you have um, just a great time through the October month. Yep. And we hope that you keep coming to us uh, every week. Yep. With the topics we have. Yep. So here we are with number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood ritual. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in the world. Yes. We hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. And make good choices. Take care.